gather round, you children. Come, listen to the old, old story of the power of death undone by an infant born of glory, son of God, son of man. In the beginning, when all was not as it is now, in the darkness, when light was just a twinkle in the Creator's eye, in the past, when history was waiting to be born, a new day dawned. A day when the Creator shaped the universe by the power of His living Word and the breath of His life-giving Spirit. He spoke and called forth life. He breathed and His Spirit hovered over the waters. He took dust and formed the foundation, Creator, Word, Spirit. The Holy Community, living, working, being as one, harmonized in love and purpose, shaping, forming, gifting light and life. Before time, throughout time, when time has run its course, days without number, life without end, love without limit. Three and one, above us, beyond us, beside us, within, mysterious and majestic, humble and holy, creative and kind, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Rewind. Back to the beginning. No birds tweeting, no earth spinning. Formless, nothing, till the day God's word and spirit combined to say, Light, and there was light. It was a good light. It was from God. Somehow there was water, but it had no limits. So God had to set some boundaries within it. Once evening and morning had sailed on by, he divided heaven and earth with the cry. Sky, and there was sky. It was good sky. It was from God. Then God reached out with his creative hand to pull back the sea, revealing land. He wanted to see diverse vegetation, food, and color for every generation. Plants, and there were plants. They were good plants. They were from God. Now God wanted rhythms, days, and nights, seasons and patterns, shadows and lights. So he set the stars and the moon in place, and he called with joy and delight on his face. Sun. And there was a sun. It was a good sun. It was from God. God looked at the waters and looked at the sky. He imagined sea creatures and things that fly, all shades of color, both huge and small, and each appeared as he smiled and called. Fish and both, and there are fish and both. There are good fish and good both. They are from God. As he turned to land, God saw in his mind Critters and creatures of every kind, tame and friendly, wild and wondrous. At his voice, there appeared in abundance. Animals, and there were animals. They were good animals. They were from God. God the Trinity said, we need people like us, male and female, united in love, reflecting our nature, caring for earth. 
So with one word, God brought to birth. Humans, and they were humans. They were good humans. They were from God. All God made, it was very, very good. There were trees for shelter and plants for food. The gift of creation with enough to share. God blessed that day and with a whisper declared. Rest, and there was rest. It was good rest. It was from God. Into this perfect community, fellowship, and love of the Trinity, God invites the crown of his creation. Adam and Eve are able to walk in relationship with God in the garden. They are his image bearers, entrusted with the privilege and responsibility to worship him and spread his kingdom to the whole earth, unbroken communion with God and one another. Emmanuel, God is with us. But was he? Adam and Eve exiled from the garden, the world wiped clean by a flood, toil and trouble as slaves in Egypt, wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, unceasing conflict, unending sacrifices, unattainable laws, broken fellowship, darkness, Ichabod, the glory has departed. Is there hope for God's creation? Through the prophet Isaiah, whose name means God is salvation, comes the promise, light to a dark world, a tiny helpless baby born in Bethlehem to a young virgin girl, a king coming from the family of David who will be the Prince of Peace, whose name is Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us, to dwell with us, to rescue us. It's the rescue plan that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit made before the beginning of time, before the foundation of the world. This promised one will one day rule forever, and the mountains and trees will dance and sing and worship him. The whole world will shout for joy, all the wrong will be made right, all the tears and sorrow will be gone forever. But when will this happen? How long, O Lord? In the words of the prophet Habakkuk, it is not yet time for the message to come true, but that time is coming soon. The message will come true. It may seem like a long time, but be patient and wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not be delayed. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. 
she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then, and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as had been told them. What an amazing story. Um, this story that we've been singing about and reading about, an amazing true story. It's a story of the ages. God creates a perfect world. Um, man rebels against God. Sin enters the world, death through sin, and a great chasm erupts between the holy God and now sinful man and his creation. How it must have broken the heart of God, because he loved what he created. He loved what he created. So what's going to happen now? What is this, what is this story all about? What, what's God going to do? Just kind of wipe everything clean and 
start fresh? Well, who would have thought? The, who could have dreamed? Who could have foreseen what the heart of God would, would concoct, a plan of the ages that would cost him greatly? The gift of his son. God so loved that he gave his son to solve the problem, the great chasm of sin and death. The writer to the book of Hebrews puts it this way. Therefore, because God's children and human, were human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. And only in this way could he set free all who had lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. And then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. It was necessary for him to be made in all respects like us. It was necessary because of God's love. God's great dilemma is that he loved us, but he's holy, and we're separated from him for all of eternity because of our sin and our rebellion. But it was necessary, therefore, that he sent his son. It's necessary for us to celebrate Christmas. That was God's plan. I love the world of mankind. I love what I have created. And the only way that I can express that love so that it has eternal results is for my son to become a man, to take on full humanity, to identify fully. It is absolutely necessary, God says, for my son to step from his throne of glory and, and take on humanity and identify with humanity and take their place. No other plan would work. It was necessary. One of the translations says God had to. He had to be made like his brother. He had to put on flesh and blood. Because that's the only way the dilemma, the divine dilemma of God's love for his fallen sinful humanity to be solved, the, the, the grand dilemma of God's love to be poured out on an undeserving humanity. The only way for his holiness to be satisfied. God doesn't grade on the curve. He just can't turn a blind eye to the fallenness of humanity. It was necessary for us to have, have a Savior to become like us to wrap himself up in humanity. It was necessary so that we could have hope. It was necessary so that we could have a relationship with God. It was necessary for him to have a relationship with us. We celebrate Christmas because it was absolutely necessary for us to have eternal life. And this morning, the good news of Christmas is that God has provided a way 
for him to bridge that chasm of our sin and, and express his love and, and that we can experience his love. God so loved you and me, this world. He did the unthinkable. He sent his son to come into this world, fully human, to die for our sins, pay the penalty of our sins, and then be raised again to newness of life, having accomplished that work so that God's love could cross that chasm of our sin. Jesus and his flesh bridged that gap. And if you want to have a relationship with this eternal God, it's now available. And it's absolutely free. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him, that's it. We don't have to do religious somersaults and, you know, all the uh, hocus-pocus religious stuff, that would never get God's love to us. That, that gap was bridged by Jesus, and he offers the free gift for anyone who simply believes in Jesus. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Folks, this, this morning on this Christmas Eve, don't push God out of your life. He loves you. Don't ignore this message of Christmas. Don't get caught up in the, in the uh, glitter and the glitz and the ornamental stuff of Christmas and miss this message. God loves you. Do not push him away. Do not ignore him because your eternal destiny rests on receiving that free gift of eternal life. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. He's the only way. And that amazing story that no one could have ever dreamed possible, could have ever foreseen happening, that amazing story becomes your story. Because God loved you. And you know the amazing thing is? That story doesn't end. It doesn't end. Because one day, the heavens are going to open up, a trumpet's going to sound, the dead in Christ are going to rise, the Bible says, and Jesus Christ is going to return in all his glory and splendor. And if we think the first coming and advent of Christ was something to celebrate, man, oh man, wait till the second one comes. Amen. Would you put your trust in this Savior who loves you? Would you bow your head, please? And Father, I would ask that you would touch hearts right now to this amazing story of your love. Undeserved love. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into our world, becoming fully human, to share in the flesh and blood of, of we who are sinful people. You took upon yourself our sin and you died in our place so that you could give that free gift. We're so grateful, Father, that you love us. And I would ask that if there's anyone here today who has yet to put their trust in Jesus as their only way to heaven to receive that gift of your love. May you open their heart, even now as I speak it, may you open their heart to believe it. And then, Father, thank you that one day you're going to send your son once again into this world and you're going to put everything right. And the completed program that you have planned from the ages is going to come to full consummation. We are so grateful for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.
The ending of the true story, Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away. There is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them. And they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. So rejoice, ye children. Sing, and remember now his mercy, and sing out with joy, For the brave little boy is our Savior, Son of God, Son of Man.